Welcome back to Well That's Interesting, the People Really Are Creative edition. <laughs> Today is episode 114, Turning Thoughts into Texts, and Footwear That Helped Moonshiners Evade Cops. That's right. Did Putting you- thoughts into text. Is that yes. like, I hope that's better than the speak to text option that we have on our Sometimes I'm just, yeah. What's what how did you get those words out of my mouth (laughs) (laughs) yeah that needs improvement and honestly i think the shit we're going to talk about today is is actually more accurate it's wild it's fucking wild and uh i'm jill chacha and i am with a good friend a longtime member of the flock and someone who is so creative in her own right it's kind of annoying Uh, i'm with natasha (laughs) (laughs) hey everyone i'm so happy to be in your ears today my god yeah uh Natasha and this is well first of all this is your first time listening welcome to the flock uh Natasha and all guests come in cold learning everything in real time just like you so Natasha knew nothing is that is that correct I know nothing and I still know nothing so (laughs) (laughs) that's so exciting yeah my friends today is one of those days that show when people really put their minds to something they can get it done Uh, In this episode, we've got ourselves a very modern example of this and a good old-fashioned example of it, too. Here's what I mean. In the first half of the show, researchers have created a technology that will certainly improve the lives of those with paralysis. For the first time ever, an implanted sensor in the brain can transform imagined words into a visual message that can appear on screen in real time. Yeah, her eyebrows went up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> my yeah, mind neither. is racing. <laughs> What's that? My mind's racing, you yeah, know. Right? So, so many fucking thoughts. <laughs> now, needless to say, this technology is going to open up new ways of communication and help so many. And speaking of what helps, alcohol. In the second half of the show, we're going back in time to the boozy and illegal 1920s and talk about one of the creative ways moonshiners got their goods to their thirsty customers. It's going to be great. I'm so excited about that one. I hope it's in milk bottles, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's even weirder. Okay, good. I like it. It's so strange, and I just am so excited. I guarantee you've never seen it before. It's, it's, It's wild. Okay, so should we begin? Let's do it. All right, so to do so, we need to travel a few billion years back in time to early 2021, Uh, May 2021 to be exact, researchers had published a doozy of a paper in the journal Nature. Uh, Natasha, let's cut to the chase. Let's cut to the chase. And please read a headline from sciencealert.com because I can't fucking read today. Uh, (laughs) So please, please read the headline which reported on their incredible work. All right, the headline reads, Brain implant translates paralyzed man's thoughts into text with 94% accuracy. Yeah, that's right. 94% accuracy. It's fucking, it's, it's a fucking doozy. It's a mind reading implant, if you will. And I bet you have a few questions like, how the fuck does that work? Well, don't worry. Mm-hmm. I got, yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, uh-huh. what, what was his, what were the thoughts? Oh, we get, we're, uh, well, we'll get into that a little bit. We'll get, we'll get into that a little bit. So how does it work? Don't worry, I got you. And because we live in the age of conspiracies, for the moment, you don't have to be paranoid either. This technology is in its infancy and requires wires and equipment. We're going to take a look at it. So participants 
are very much willful volunteers here. So, well, you know, I think I don't remember when because like the pandemic has like made time like irrelevant, but I remember seeing something where like people instead of like ear like earbuds that you put in your ears, they mm-hmm. like put them on like the sides and it's like supposed to be like better for you. But then I also feel like I saw something similar like that that was also reading like your thoughts. Oh my God. What but, what black mirror shit are you talking about? <laughs> I, I have to go into like a Google rabbit hole to find this random thing that I remember seeing that was probably on like yeah. a TikTok or something that, you know, I, those are rabbit holes anyway, but yeah. Was it, was it like something Facebook made up or something? <laughs> that seems like a very Facebook thing. I would, I would, you know, I would believe that hundred yeah. percent or they were just like, yeah, we have these, things I'll, I'll look into it and then I'll, I'll probably send it to you later so we can, we can have some background absolutely okay this, that sounds horrifying so <laughs> this however is good news this is really cool so how in the hell does this amazing thing work well first uh we have to travel to the tiny but mighty city of providence rhode island and we are with a large number of scientists from brown university we're with neurologists neuroscientists engineers computer scientists neurosurgeons mathematicians and other researchers of the company braingate which sounds like a government conspiracy too but i assure you it's not <laughs> braingate is a real thing uh, head on over to braingate.org and <laughs> i swear to god you can't make this up it's too real to be fake (laughs) too real to be put it on a tote that's right too real to be fake (laughs) so head on over to braingate.org and you'll see they work for a truly noble cause quote our research team is focused on developing brain computer interface technologies or bci to restore the communication mobility and independence of people with neurologic disease injury or limb loss end quote so my friends, together, this endgame-worthy cast of folks made a huge breakthrough in the BCI movement. So, Natasha, give us some context here. What technology already existed, and how did the team want to improve upon it? Take it away. Well, from brown.edu, the BrainGate collaboration was working through several years of, on systems that enabled people to generate text through direct brain control. So previous incarcerations have involved trial participants thinking about the emotions involved in pointing to and clicking letters on a keyboard. That system enabled one participant to type 40 characters per minute. Okay, just like that's pretty fast. Uh, (laughs) Which was previously, uh, which was the previous recorded speed. Uh, For this study, for this latest study, the team wanted to find out if asking a participant to think about motions involved in writing letters and words by hand would be faster. There you go. So, my friends, this is all about the literal electronic power of thoughts and imagination combined with the power of AI. So let's see how they smushed these two things together. The trial participant was a 65-year-old man at the time of the study, and a little background on him. He was paralyzed from the neck down by a spinal cord injury that took place years ago. Uh, Dr. Jamie Henderson, a professor of neurosurgery at Stanford, was one of the many people involved in this and in a huge way. It was Henderson who performed the the surgery which placed two tiny electrodes in a part of his brain associated with movement of the right arm and hand. 
Now, when I say tiny, they tiny. Uh, each was about the size of an aspirin. So uh, the electrodes essentially helped researchers literally connect the participant into the computer system they designed. And Natasha, I have a photo of the setup. It is fucking wild. Uh, please tell us what you see in this photograph. Uh, and of course, all photographs we talk about today will be on our social media stuff. So please come on by and take a look at this guy plugged into a screen. Take a look. What do you see here? It is a man wearing a... <laughs> it's like... <laughs> you remember if it was like like the the hairstyle where you had like the two little knots it was like super popular in the 90s yes kind of looks like <laughs> kind of looks like that he's got a headband on and there's a tv which i feel like sometimes that just looks like me sometimes so just staring at a screen um, <laughs> it's all of us for, for work minus the headband and the headgear but uh yeah, yeah and it looks got- like it's just at, in his house and he's all he's all geared up yeah he's got cameras on him it's wild yeah he's literally fucking plugged in and ready to go it's and and he he can only move like his neck right or like he's just his head yeah so yeah take a look at this photo everybody this volunteer is plugged in and ready to go but we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here get this before being able to read what our volunteer is imagining to write the bci had to learn the man's unique handwriting style Quote, during the, during the experiment, the man concentrated as if he were writing, effectively thinking about making the letters with an imaginary pen and paper. As he did this, electrodes implanted in his motor cortex recorded signals of his brain activity. Those were then interpreted by algorithms running on an external computer, decoding the man's imaginary pen strokes. As he mentally traced 26 letters of the alphabet and some basic punctuation marks. End quote, from Peter Dockrill of Science Alert. Wow, that's so cool. And it just makes me think, I wonder if this would work for people who are uh, like deaf or, you know, like, because mm-hmm. like I think they they have like a totally different, like, use Braille and like, all these, like just learning this whole, or even just other languages. Is this only in, in, in so, English? That... So far, it's just, just in English. It's just okay. this one guy. Yeah. But we're, we're, we're going to talk about uh, ex- how they want to expand it in a bit. But yeah just this dude in English. So how fucking cool. Uh, This machine recognized the unique patterns his brain produced with each unique letter. And my friends, I actually have a photo of each letter air quotes written by our volunteer. Uh, These mental pen strokes are basically the Rosetta Rosetta Stone the BCI is using. Uh, Natasha, do us a favor here and tell us what you see in this other photograph here. So he made these with his mind. Oh, yeah. (laughs) you know I was thinking like putting myself into this situation like how (laughs) what would this like computer this AI think that my handwriting looked like um but with this whole that wow yeah so each each letter of the alphabet is represented here uh and he made these letters imagining by imagining uh writing and yeah these are his thoughts. It's fucking wild. Wow. And and the other thing that's really interesting is that it's all connected with one line. Yeah. There is, there's no like picking up the pen or anything. It's just, that's cool. Super, super cool. Yeah. There's 26 letters here. There's a comma, an apostrophe, a tilde, and a question mark. So a couple of punctuation things. Pretty fucking cool. So 
also I noticed um, they're all lowercase, which is very interesting too. Oh, I did, yeah. yeah. So to further train the BCI, he was asked to copy sentences in his mind as well. So after the trial period and all the fine tuning, Natasha, would you like to take turns reporting on the results? I'll hit it first, okay? Uh, drum roll, please. Quote, <laughs> the man was able to answer questions at a rate similar to that of someone of the same age typing on a smartphone. Wow. Fucking wild. The system is so fast because each letter elicits a highly distinctive activity pattern, making it relatively easy for the algorithm to distinguish one from the other, said Frank Willett, a research scientist at Stanford University and the Howard Hughes Medical Institute. So the man was able to achieve writing speeds of 90 characters per minute or about 18 words per minute with approximately 94% accuracy and up to 99% accuracy with autocorrect enabled, uh, end quote from brown.edu and sciencealert.com. So like, that's pretty fast. That I would is- say, <laughs> like, I don't even think my typing accuracy is <laughs> as accurate. Yeah. And somehow the accuracy went up with autocorrect. That shit never works, dude. <laughs> Like, my words are always, autocorrect is like, no, you don't mean fuck, you mean duck all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this thing is not ducking around. It is is ducking accurate here. Um, Yeah, this whole thing is incredible for so many reasons. Uh, From this guy being able to converse with family at the same rate as texting, uh, to the discovery that no matter how long after an accident or incident leaves someone paralyzed, the body retains the muscle memory needed to write. So that's fucking wild. As Peter Dockrell noted, the next steps in research could include training other people to use the interface, uh, expanding the character set to include more symbols such as capital, capital letters, and adding more sophisticated editing tools for the user." End quote. So, judging by how quickly other technology gets faster and smaller, this is going to help a lot of people, and that's some good fucking news. Fucking A. Yeah, fucking yeah. <laughs> if I can just, if I yeah. could stop, you know, how many times are you, like, thinking of a person, or you're like, oh, I have this great thought, I need to text it to somebody, but then, I don't know if you have ADD, you're just like, oh, like flowers and then you forget <laughs> what you're supposed to text them or you're like oh I need to get this thing but I didn't write it down if something could just get just go ahead and take it out of my yeah. brain and into the other thing then I would never forget anything I could be so efficient dude I think you're onto something there <laughs> you are onto something we, we need to we need to email someone about this <laughs> we need to email this group also I could also see it backfiring like what if you just think about someone and how much you hate them and you accidentally oh. text them how much you hate them. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or you're sitting and you're like, damn, they're hot. And then they're <laughs> like, oh, me? And then you're like, oh, I should not have. I was only thinking it to myself. <laughs> and now the whole world knows my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we we, we got to work on some things, but. <laughs> Is there like an on-off button? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, that's. Yes, first thing first. You're like over the conversation and you just turn it off. <laughs> you don't get to make words anymore. Yeah, right. Jesus. Oh my God. So after the break, we are dodging the long arm of the law. Uh, we all love the fashion of the roaring 1920s, but I bet you've never seen these before. So I'll explain. Stay tuned. And we're back. We are so back. 
And my friends, we are here. Yes, we are totally here. And my friends, this story is an oldie and a shorty, but a goodie. Let's start with a fun question. Where else could you find bizarre fashion, illegal substances, and confused law enforcement? Any guess? Which state? <laughs> There's a lot of them, but you know, in the new, you know, I always see it's like a man in Florida did this or like in Florida, there's always like a gator or like mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And Florida, I have friends that live in Florida and I'm like, you know, you could, you could come live here with me. <laughs> you could save them. <laughs> you could have your, <laughs> uh, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. We're in Florida, baby. Uh, not only are we in Florida, we're in Tampa and it's 1922. Move over cocaine, booze was all the rage in this decade. Thanks to power-hungry humans and religious zealots who didn't understand addiction, the brain, psychology, economic hardship, the failures of capitalism, the effects of a lack of access to education, we all had to suffer under restrictive and damaging laws that wouldn't solve any of these problems. I'm talking about prohibition, so not 2022. (laughs) That doesn't happen anymore. Uh, Anyway... (laughs) Moonshiners, or shiners, as the papers called them back then, uh, had to get creative to avoid the moral police. And one of the finest examples of this was a type of footwear left behind at a scene of a crime. So, Natasha, I'd like to show you a photo of the bottom of a shoe. Okay, please tell us what it looks I like. A, I hope it's like an early, an early, like the Heelys, you know, but before Heelys were a thing. You're pretty close. You are pretty goddamn close. Uh, Tell me that Heelys were inspired off of Moonshiners. Then I will <laughs> want to invest. <laughs> I, I don't know if this is going to come back into fashion, but here's a photo of what was found in a field. And also, please describe what you see and also uh, why you think they chose to wear this. All right, here we are. Oh, God. Um... <laughs> okay, first impression, I definitely felt like the bottom of a like a, a horse foot like the the shoe of a horse um, got it got it but that's that maybe just like the horse girl in me um <laughs> <laughs> you're getting close you're getting real close uh, it, it, uh, it also kind of um <laughs> it, it just looks really strange so it looks like the bottom of a shoe that then has like platforms so to mm-hmm. speak but then like a line in between it so it's kind of got like two like butt cheeks sort of right, and, right. <laughs> or like camel toe whatever you want to however whatever visual that kind of there's a yes. there is a line between two things okay <laughs> everything you said is accurate <laughs> so, and it is absolutely right my friends This is one shoe from a pair of shoes designed to look as though a cow had walked through a muddy field and not someone carrying hooch. Okay, okay. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Now, here's a photo of someone actually wearing what's been called uh, cow shoes. Not very, not a creative name, but it is what it is. And I have to say, pretty well done. Someone called Doja Cat. These need to be in her next, like... You know, she needs to revamp that Moo song and just put these on. Oh, God. There you go. We'll, we'll, we, have, we have so many emails to write today. We have to contact so many people. So here's another photo of a gentleman wearing the cow shoes. Uh, doesn't look sturdy. What do you think? No, it definitely looks like... Okay, first of all, uh, I don't know any cow. I, I don't know many cows, but I don't know many cows that have feet so close together. That's true. 
<laughs> so like if I was back in the 1920s of course I was and as smart as I am now and I looked and I said oh there was a cow here I would have thought that cow has very short strides there's something <laughs> wrong with them it's more like a cryptid than a cow it's like some sort of awful fucking creature yeah and then you're like you know did did like you know how like men created like bras did they also create heels because like this is like really close to those platform heels and it's like it didn't work then Mm -hmm. it worked for you know the moonshiners but it's not it just doesn't look comfortable and so i really feel like this was like early inspiration but they probably already existed before yeah so (laughs) so yeah i mean it's yeah anyway everybody go look at the social look at our social media posts uh and tell us what you think would you don a pair of these now i could report the story of how they were discovered but you know what let's just hear directly from the source i've got a copy of a may 27th 1922 news article from florida's the evening independent right here so natasha should we take turns reading some old-timey news Oh, yeah, that's absolutely. All right, take it away, maybe in your old, old-timey news voice, if you want to. <laughs> okay, let me channel my 1920s falling. <laughs> uh, is that? No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Shiners wearing cow shoes <laughs> uh, is the title, right? So the new method of evading prohibition agents was revealed here today by A.L. Allen. What a name. Um, mm-hmm. State prohibition enforcement director who displayed what was called cow shoes as the latest thing from the haunts of moonshiners the cow shoe is a strip of metal to which is tacked a wooden block carved to resemble the hoof of a cow which may be strapped to the human foot a man shoed with a pair of them would leave a trail resembling that of a cow the shoe found was picked up near port tampa where a still was located some time ago it was sent to the Prohibition Department of at Washington. Offers, officers believed the inventor got the idea from Sherlock's home, Sherlock Holmes story in which the villain shooed his horse with shoes that imprinted that imprint of which resembled <laughs> cow hooves. That's right. Oh my god. Yes. Okay, yes. if it's not bad enough that a horse has to be shooed, I mean, I get it. And I sometimes watch these videos on the internet and you're like, why am I watching this? But it's oddly satisfying. But then you're like, oh, like just trim your nails. But they can't. So they have other people do them. And it's just, you can't be a horse in your own shoes. You have to be a cow. That's right. <laughs> what could go wrong? So there you go, folks. Life imitating art, imitating a cow. <laughs> Um, and for us city slickers, yes, a cow hoof and a horse hoof weave different tracks. Uh, quote, horse hooves are one single solid structure, while cattle, sheep, goats, and pigs have a hoof that contains two, gi- two digits, bleh, two digits, <laughs> referred to as cloven-footed. Each variety of livestock requires a different frequency and type of hoof care management. End quote. From albertaspca.org. It is true. And apparently, uh, fun facts, that in the wild, so you're like, well, how do sheep or horses trim their nails in the wild? Because there are like wild horses on like beaches and stuff, right? They like hit them against rocks and stuff to like wear them down. Um, And so that's how. Holy shit. Yeah. They're on like little spas. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, they're like, I'm just going to go over to this 
buffing rock and they buff out their nails <laughs> and then they hop over to the 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 water and they polish them off and then they get I a little that. grass dry treatment yeah it's oh it's all the way I love that they treat themselves they treat themselves I mean, if, if the if the cows and, and horses and sheep and rams can all do it in the wild, self-care, we can do it too. Absolutely. We all need to take time to throw our bodies against rocks. <laughs> <laughs> or just trim your nails. That's right. That. That's right. I mean, instead of biting them, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, my friends, this plan did work until it didn't, uh, which is like a lot of things in Florida. Uh, and honestly, I love it. Um, what can I say? And thank you, Natasha, for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, listeners, for letting me uh, rock your your earwaves. There you go. <laughs> yes, thank you for listening, rating, subscribing, telling your friends about these goddamn shoes, uh, about uh, these turning thoughts into texts and how we're all going to be accidentally texting each other. Horrible, horrible things. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. And please stay interesting. <laughs>